0: Welcome to MLB Daily, your one stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ Lafura, and alongside me, I've got Brandon Caram. Brandon, how are you doing today, sir?
2: LJ, doing just fine. forgot uh, to
0: mention that we are a belly up sports podcast. We are not, we are what they aren't. This is not a very good intro on my part.
2: No, it's all right, uh, because we are doing good. However, uh, that's all that matters. If, if we're doing good, that means that we're about to produce a good episode. Let's forget what just happened.
0: Yeah, that didn't happen. However, what did happen is we had a great time talking with the guys from Batflip Podcast over on their show. Make sure you go give them a follow, give them a listen. Really bright guys, lots of good content, and we should be on their next episode. So give them a listen. Um yeah, Brandon, what were your thoughts talking to them?
2: Oh yeah. Uh sorry. Uh yeah, uh it was a lot of fun to be able to go on another Belly Up Sports Baseball podcast and uh talk to them. We talked about a lot of interesting topics, whether it be been no hitters this year and how just overall offense is down uh we talked about some players of the week that we've been highlighting uh just a lot of good general baseball talk that uh was a lot of fun because we were also their first ever guests uh that they had and that was uh really cool to be uh to fill that role so yeah uh it was a really cool episode and uh be sure to check them out. Uh, Just look up Bat Flip Podcast.
0: Or, and make sure you go follow them on Twitter with at Pod. Um, They've been certainly very active, frustratingly active in our, uh, what do you call it, Um, competition we have here on Twitter. Guess the trivia question. Sometimes it's trivia. Sometimes it's just name the player. We're having a lot of fun with it. I think everybody that's been playing has had a lot of fun with it. So you guys should try to give that a shot as well. I mean, whoever has the most points at the end of the year will receive the entirety of the MLB Daily t-shirt line as well as a Belly Up Sports t-shirt. I'm excited about getting something out for us at some point. So we will be looking forward to that. But make sure you play. You can't win if you don't play.
2: Absolutely.
0: Well, Brandon um we had a very very full show ahead of us for a while but i guess we're gonna have to save it for a rainy day because that's what the vast majority of the east coast did um a huge huge storm came through uh we got some of it up here in upstate new york and it was pretty nasty for about an hour here but much worse in other areas but yeah i mean every just about everybody as i look through here yeah Everybody except Miami had some issue on the East Coast with this rain, including three games which were either rained out or suspended. First, we had the Blue Jays and the Yankees call their game today. Uh, they will play a 405 and 705 doubleheader today. Same thing happened very soon after with the Rockies and the Mets, who will now play a 1210 and 340 doubleheader today. And then the Nats and the Reds were also slated to play today here in Washington. The Nats scored two in the first off of Castro RBI and Alex Avila walk. Joe Ross drove in one more before the game was suspended with a 3 0 Washington lead. This game will continue starting with the fifth inning and 2.05 before a seven inning night game. I believe that still starts at 7.05. And then to make things even more peculiar, to make things even more difficult for everyone, everyone who is in charge of scheduling these baseball games, you have the Braves and Red Sox, the only Northeast team to finish their game today. Things got started with three runs and five hits for the Braves in the first two innings. Hunter Renfro sent a piss missile to left so that Raffi Devers could fire a two run piss missile to dead center, tying the game. Austin Riley hit a home run to put Atlanta up four to three, and then the Red Sox came out in the sixth inning screaming. They outscore the Braves six to one in order to win nine to five, despite a three hour rain delay in between innings six and seven. Give the win to Nick Pivetta. He went six innings, allowing four earned runs and seven strikeouts. He is currently still undefeated as a Red Sox. The loss will go to Drew Sucks at strategically throwing a ball smiley. He went five and a third, allowing seven earned runs and four strikeouts. Brandon, isn't that amazing, though? Um, to be now with this team since late August of last year, and they have not lost. I mean, this isn't. I don't think I've heard of something like this. Of course, he, I'm not saying he's on the same caliber as Garrett Cole, but I haven't heard of anything like this since Garrett Cole's stretch back in 2018. The team is currently eight and one in his his time in Boston when he starts.
2: Really impressive. Uh, not only pitching, but certainly that. The offense does show up every single night when he does pitch. So uh, that's certainly something that uh, is nice and is, you know, I can't imagine what it was like to be an Astros fan during that stretch where you just had Garrett Cole going out there. And, you know, he was 118 of 24 starts and the team didn't lose in any of those 24 and then the other guy that was pitching behind him was the Cy Young that year. So,
0: Well, I mean, I imagine they must have felt pretty darn comfortable until they had to face one of the greatest teams of all time in the postseason. Then not so much. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, I just I feel a little salty, Brandon. I'm not going to lie. I was present for the only time the Red Sox lost when he pitched. Mm. It was the game. He, he, he held a no-hitter into the sixth inning and then lost things. They only scored – they only put up two runs ahead of him, and then that was the game where Adam Adovino threw it – threw that uh, spiked to that ball at Raphael Deverett's feet, and it just all went to shit in the last couple innings.
2: Uh, huh.
0: But, you know, I mean, I'll see a Nick Pavetta um, win at some point. I'm trying to think. Now they play today, they don't play tomorrow – or no, they don't play today – They start their series tomorrow, which means – I think I get – oh, I get Eddie. I'm going to the uh, game this Saturday.
2: Mm, Okay.
0: Very excited. Excited to be back. Not so certain on the pitching matchup, but, I mean, I'll take what I can get.
2: All right. On to the Orioles and the Twins. Uh, Top one, Trey Mancini. Solo home run, his 11th of the year to make it 1 0 Baltimore. We're scoreless until the bottom of the sixth, where Miguel Sano unloads a three run home run to make it 3 1 Minnesota. Top nine, Mike Alfranco would hit a double to pull Baltimore within one, but uh, Minnesota is able to hold on and they get the 3 2 victory. Give the win to Michael Pineda, six innings, three hits, one earned, and eight Ks. Fantastic start from him. Uh, the loss to Jorge Lopez, six innings, four hits, three runs, three Ks. And Hansel Robles picks up his third save on the year. Uh, the next game is the Dodgers and the Astros. Uh Bottom one, Jose Altuve takes Trevor Bauer deep to put Houston up one nothing. Top three, Max Muncie singles uh, that ties the game at one. The game would remain in that score until the sixth, where Carlos Correa homers. The Astros pile it on in the seventh. They get a single from Altuve to score a run and then in alementis diaz two run home run to make it 5 to 1 a, Sh- a sheldon noisy home relay for the dodgers is n- uh, not nearly enough houston wins 5 to 2 luis garcia gets the win for them who had he really shut down this this dodgers offense tonight six innings two hits no earned runs seven strikeouts for one walk uh, Trevor Bauer with the loss, uh, six innings, four hits, two runs, uh, and only three strikeouts. Brian Abreu picks up his first save on the year for the Astros.
0: All right, Next up, we got the Cubs and the Pirates here. David Bodie started scoring off in the top of the seventh with a two-run homer before another one of the themes of the day was the RBI single. It was kind of odd how many... Um, singles particularly singles to right field scored runners today you know some of that classic baseball that frankly needs to be seen more with this emphasis on good base running yeah Chris Bryant drives in two runs today on RBI singles making this four to nothing Chicago Eric Gonzalez drives one in in the bottom of the sixth and the Cubs win this one four to one. Give the win to Trevor Williams. He went six innings allowing one earned run and seven strikeouts. The loss will go to Will Crow. He went one and a third allowing three earned runs and the save will go to Craig Kimbrell his 11th on the year. Brandon, I mean, I've given this guy a hard time more than a lot of people, Craig Kimbrell, but is it weird? I mean, again, I know a lot of people get hyper-focused on starters, but you put him on at least a top 10 most important pitchers of the last decade, right? Top 10 best pitchers of the last decade.
2: Yeah, I, I'd have to say so. Uh, I'm pretty sure at one point he had the, the MLB record for uh, K per nine. Like he qualifies for the all time leaderboard and he was up there. I mean, This is a guy who has struck out an overwhelming amount of batters every year in his career. I mean, that 2017 season that he had uh, was ridiculous. He he struck out 49% of hitters. Like, he was just absolutely dominant. And it's this is a guy who was possibly the best closer of the 2010s can we say that i
0: i i can say that pretty comfortably he is the best closer of the 2010s and what amazes me is the fact that like i mean he certainly had the last couple years haven't been great the two years in chicago first two years in chicago have not been great however he has a chance to do so much more especially with when you see how many pitchers are finding second acts and going into their 40s? But, yeah, you're in the middle of the point, and I just kind of ran over that. Oh,
2: no, no. Uh, you know, I say possibly the best closer of the 2010s. I think Araldis Chapman is... You always think Aroldis Chapman is. Well, why not? I mean, he's he, he really hasn't had a bad season since 2010. Like, he hasn't had... A, he's had... Two seasons over a three ERA since 2010. Meanwhile, Craig Kimbrell has had
0: over. I'm sorry, two seasons over what?
2: A three ERA. Craig Kimbrel has had three, three, and he's in his t- two of them were rough, 2019 and
0: 2020. Okay, but yeah, like. I I just, I'm honestly, I think I'm always going to be blown away by Craig Kimbo for one reason and one reason only, how young he was doing this.
2: Yeah. Especially a top, like a top tier closer. Yeah.
0: His numbers were insane early in his career. This is a guy, this is a rookie of the year who in his first like full season with the team was the closer at age 23, he was closing for very good Atlanta Braves teams and then decided then goes and leads the league in saves for four straight years between age 24 and 26. You don't see that. I mean, look at, I mean, I'm trying to think of we're talking about him as possibly the, if not one of the two premier closers of the past decade.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Like you don't see guys going for all four, four in a row right off the start if we're talking about guys that are currently close to as dominant as they were, we bring up somebody that I brought up earlier with bat flip. Josh Hader is incredibly dominant. It took him till season three to become the closer in Milwaukee. That goes to show how much confidence this ha- they had in this guy and the save numbers show that that confidence was well-deserved.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, i I totally agree it's it's really hard to make it as a at least high high leverage guy when you are so young, especially the closer that's this guy's been special since since he came up,
0: yeah, and again it's like yeah we'll 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 see how it tracks out, but I really hope he can have a little more of the magic that he's had to start this season for like another four or five years at least because he he deserves this he's been really cool for a while start a journey not a fad kick off your fitness journey with up to 500 dollars off peloton bike bike plus or tread packages choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes heart rate band non-slip grip dumbbells and more Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate offer ends January 8th, 2023.
1: Excludes bike, bike plus and tread basics. See additional terms at onepeloton.com.
0: It's not the Red Sox talking.
2: All right. On to the Cardinals and the White Sox. Uh, the story of this one, at least one of the stories, because there was, there was multiple stories in this game. Uh, Tommy Edmond uh, goes yard twice. Uh, were they both off of Carlos Rodon? No, one off of Carlos Rodon, which was the only hit that he allowed in this game. Uh, and the White Sox offense unable to do anything against uh, four different Cardinals pitchers. And the Cardinals win this one 4 nothing. Uh, like I said, Edmond with the two homers and two RBIs and Edmundo Soso. Picks up another two RBIs. Uh, John Gant with the win. Carlos Rodon with the loss. He went six innings, one hit, one run in 10 Ks. But LJ, the big story in this one, Giovanni Gallegos comes out of the pen for the Cardinals. Appears to have a spot on his hat, which could be pine tar. It could be sunscreen and rosin. It could be whatever. Joe West tells him to change his hat. Cardinals manager Mike Shill comes out and argues uh immediately gets ejected uh and then went on a lengthy uh rant in the press conference after the game, and he was basically saying like if you're gonna police a pitcher using stuff on the ball, if you're gonna start doing that now, like you have to do it for every team like you can't just uh you know uh single out my relief pitcher and you know it totally makes sense you should go and listen to what he said because he made really really good points and uh the fact that Joe West chose now uh was absolutely i think the wrong spot to do it but clearly he had something on his hat i mean it's just a weird situation because this kind of like baseball's dirty little secret but it's not even a secret because everyone knows that the pitchers use stuff to grip the ball
0: it's it's not even dirty in my opinion it's the better way to go if you're trying to make the game more competitive for the hitter removing the substances is not the way to do it because that removes the comfort for everybody no one wants to get hit no one wants to hit a batter and do serious damage unless you're absolutely completely nuts when you're hitting somebody you're either going hard to the hip soft to the hip soft to the side um, areas where it's not going to seriously damage somebody however so once you take the foreign substances away a lot of guys are going to be worried about that grip they're not going to be comfortable throwing the ball the guy in the batter's box is not going to be nearly as comfortable standing in there knowing this guy might not have the best grip on this and it could come flying at my face and we could have a replay of Kevin Pilar all over again. That's just not a product I want to see where everyone is uncomfortable doing the job. This is a a ball that's being thrown very hard. And if they feel more comfortable, I believe it, I want to say it was Bryce Harper a couple of years ago, came out in support of the substances for pitchers. Because he's like, yeah, I don't want one of these fastballs coming at my head. I could care less if they're spinning it more and getting more break on it as long as I have more assurance that they're going to know where it's going.
2: Yeah. Uh, And it certainly makes sense for hitters to support it. I mean, I think where the hitters start to question it is when it starts to affect the actual break on the pitches. You know, like, because we've seen you can use uh, substances that just affect your your grip on the ball. But then we've also seen stuff like pine tar, which clearly affects spin rate, which then affects break on the pitches, which is what we don't want. I mean, I saw a, a video of two current pitchers in the MLB, Stephen Brault and Trevor Williams, saying that that is cheating, like, using a a substance to affect your spin rate is cheating. But using sunscreen and pine tar, like, what are they going to say? You can't, or not? excuse me, sunscreen and rosin. What are they going to say? You can't use sunscreen to protect your body from potential UV rays or whatever? Like, seriously, that's but the point. The
0: umpires the- are actively out here getting the major league players cancer. That's the... That, that's the big secret here is their, their plan is somehow, some way to make sure that these guys are exposed to so much UV light in their one, one star every five days that they aren't able to make it past six years, that they don't have to pay them past their six years of team control because they're going to be in a hospital doing treatments.
2: Oh, the Rays would love that. Then they actually it, wouldn't have to pay anybody.
0: Yeah, but Brandy, you forget the traps that don't.
2: Oh. Is did we
0: did perhaps have we just uncovered the greatest scandal in baseball history?
2: Yeah, like how come so that means race players have no reason to get sunscreen if they're playing at home.
0: Joe West has been giving play baseball players cancer since 1989. And no one's talking about it.
2: Uh, since that's
0: that's why that's why the world needs us. They're all too afraid to talk about this story, but we aren't. That's lj he's
2: been in the league are. since 1975. 75.
0: Where'd I get 89 from?
2: 76, actually. 76.
0: Did he start his like career in 69?
2: Um, he must. There's a have.
0: nine somewhere in.
2: Yeah. No. The stuff that, I read about that Joe West. Yeah.
0: You know, as much garbage as people give him, he seemed like a decent guy, a very nice guy when they uh, interviewed him on uh, MLB network earlier today.
2: Yeah, like, no. I've yeah. never,
0: never seen anyone actually like talk to him normally. Like talk to him without screaming in his face.
2: I mean, Joe West, though, does play the character very well. He, yeah, I mean, to be fair, he probably on should... like, on 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 a couple radio stations, and like this is like two thousand seven to two thousand eight and he was like actively shitting on the league, talking about how Red sox Yankee games take forever and then the m l b was like all right like like let's not do this like you're an umpire like that's a it seems like a bit too much to be going on radio shows, like you know you shouldn't be Trying to make a name out of yourself, you're an ump.
0: Well, he's got albums to sell. What are you are you talking about?
2: <laughs>
0: he's there to push product, nothing else.
2: Literally, yeah.
0: Baseball is the only, or not, or not the only. Baseball is the second sport to actively hurt its players, second to the NFL in their in their denials of concussions. Um, where are we? All right, next up, we got Phillies Marlins. Um, where were we yeah so scoring starts in the top of the third as Brad Miller gets walked in for the Phillies Jesus Aguilar drives in a run in the bottom of that inning to tie things up now with Miami trailing two to one in the bottom of the eighth John Birdie drives in Ison Diaz to tie to tie this thing up and then Adam Duvall to take the lead From there, Jose Devers uh, gets a ground ball to Andrew McCutcheon in left field, which scores John Birdie in your final four to Miami. Give the win to Ross Detweiler, the loss to Sam Coonrod out of the pen. Aaron Nola went six innings, allowing one earned run and six strikeouts. And the save will go to Yimmy Garcia, his ninth.
2: All right, on to the Mariners and the Athletics. The A's jump out, scoring six runs in the first four innings. Uh, they get a home run from Matt Olson, a double from Seth Brown, uh, and then singles from Ramon Laureano and uh, Seth Brown. Uh, the Mariners score three in the top of the eighth uh, Thanks to a Mitch Haniger double and Kyle Seeger single, but uh, it's not enough. And the A's win this one six to three. The win to James Caprillian uh, now two and oh, seven innings, two hits, no runs to four strikeouts. Uh, on the season now, I believe this guy's only made two starts. There are three starts now, seven seventeen and two thirds innings, nineteen strikeouts, a one point five three ERA, and a zero point nine one WHIP. LJ, I believe this guy pitched against the Red Sox one of his first starts.
0: Um, I'm
2: James sorry, Uh, yes. Yes, he I'm, five I'm innings. Blanking on, I'm
0: blanking on what he did, however. Uh...
2: Yes, I, I'm familiar with one that. run over five innings. Yes yeah, and he amazing. got the win.
0: Yeah, that was the first series of a lot of losing. Uh,
2: the loss goes to uh Steve oh, Robert Dugger uh, of the Mariners, three and a third, five hits, five runs, and Jake Deepman gets his sixth save on the year for the A's.
0: you're quickly going to learn when it comes to the Red Sox, I'm a lot like Wolverine with his healing factor where when when the Red Sox lose a series quicker than, more often than not and very much quicker than anything else, I will have some sort of like complete gloss over like the series never happened. So if you try to ask me anything from a lost series, it's probably a lost cause. Got it. Anyway, Padres Brewers, top of the first, Fernando Tatis brings in Tommy Pham on a sack fly to Christian Yelich. I believe that's the first time that we've said Christian Yelich's name and it's not been on an injury report this year?
2: Quite possibly, yeah.
0: So this this one put out is like the only time we've talked about this man who was once an MVP candidate. Yeah. Uh, top, bottom of the third, in pitcher, Eric Lauer sends his first home run of the year out to center field.
2: Pitchers and, who rake.
0: Yes, pitchers who rake, of course. How oh, could I forget to mention that? Top of the 10th, and Victor Caratini singles to right field to drive in another run. He scores Um, Will Myers from second base, and the Padres win this one 2-1. to one. Give the win to Adams out of the pen. Chris Paddock started this game. He went six innings allowing one earned run and the save will go to Mark Melanson. That will be his 17th. Give this loss to Brent Suter and Eric Lauer went six innings, one earned and six strikeouts.
2: All right, on to the Rangers and the Angels. Uh, This was Certainly a laser show. The Angels score five in the bottom of the first. Justin Upton with a home run, Taylor Ward with a homer, and Jose Rojas with a single. Top four, Adales Garcia with his 16th home run on the year uh, to get the Rangers on the board. The Angels then score four more in the bottom of the fifth. They get a, Hey, Tony,
0: hey hey, Tony,
2: they get an Anthony Rendon double, uh, a one Lagara single that scored Anthony Rendon. Hey, Tony.
0: Hey, how you doing?
2: He scored a run. There you go. And a Taylor Ward single made it nine to one. Uh, The Rangers then come all the way back, almost. Top six, Nate Lau, Homer, Joey Gallo, Homer, top eight. Brock Holt crown rule, double. Willie Calhoun, double. It's nine to eight now. The Angels in the lead. They bring in Rysell Iglesias for the ninth. He strikes out the side. The Angels walk away with a nine to eight victory. This is called making it much harder than it needs to be. And it's having a closer in a game that was at 1.9 to 1. 9-1. It's uh, the
0: Angels way. What do you expect here?
2: You can give the win to, to a Griffin Canning, or I should say a Griffin Recyclable. Uh, six innings, four hits, three runs, and seven Ks. Dane Dunning with the loss. Four innings, seven hits, seven runs, four Ks and Rysell Iglesias with his eighth save on the year.
0: You know, Brandon, I was talking to my cousin Tony the other day, and I'm like, Tony, it's been a while. You haven't seen your mother. When are you coming home? (laughs) I mean, this long season, he's just been, you know, he's getting on base, but he's not getting home. Brandon, he Uh finally came home. He came home to mama today. He scored that run, came all the way home. It's great to see Tony.
2: Oh, I'm happy for him.
0: Next up, we have the Giants and the Diamondbacks. A game of runs, to say the least, because this was not a good start for Johnny Cueto. Uh, Catel Marte drives in one in the first before the Diamondbacks get three more runs in the second off of Nick Ahmed and Josh Rojas' singles. Then top of the sixth, this score remains 4-0 until Mike Yaskremski drives in one run off of a double. And then Buster Posey brings another in on a fielder's choice. Um, Certainly a good, good thing to start by Mikey Yaz because that brings us to the top of the eighth. Austin Slater goes yard, scoring two to tie the game. And then Jason Vosler, Sends his first home run of the season out to right field to be the eventual game winner. The Giants win this one 5-4. to four. Give the win to Nick Tropiano out of the bullpen. Johnny Cueto started this one. He went five innings, allowing four earned runs and five strikeouts. The loss will be given to Young out of the Arizona bullpen, Alex Young. And Merrill Kelly started this one for them. He went six innings, allowing two earned runs and six strikeouts. Uh, Rodgers came out of the San Francisco bullpen to get the save, his sixth on the season.
2: All right, I'm going to finish it up with two pitchers duels that happened in the American League tonight. First, the Tigers and the Indians. This one's scoreless until the bottom of the eighth. Uh Both starters only lasted five innings uh, and change. Uh, But bottom eight, Robbie Grossman of the Tigers gets a sack fly to score a run. That's the only run the whole game. Tigers win 1-0. You can give the win to Michael Fulmer out of the bullpen, pitched the eighth inning. Uh, The loss to Cal Quantrill out of the Indians bullpen. He pitched three innings in relief. Uh, and the save to a Gregory Soto. As for the Rays and the Royals game, uh, this game, uh, the scoring would open up to win the bottom of the fourth. Mike Zanino singles to make it 1-0 Tampa Bay. We're scoreless from that point on until the top of the ninth when Andrew Benintendi rips a home run to tie the game at one Descended send it to extras. Bottom ten, Manny Margot singles, walk off single for the Rays, and they win two to one. Uh, you can give the win to JP Fireisen out of the bullpen. He also blew a save in this game, so uh,
0: he was looking for the win.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Vision uh, for that win,
2: and uh, Tyler Glass now, who was the Tampa Bay starter, eight innings, three hits, no runs, eleven Ks. Uh, the loss goes to Zuber, Tyler Zuber, out of the Kansas City bullpen. Mike Miner got the start. Five innings, two hits, one run, and nine strikeouts.
0: All right, Brandon, I believe it is time for the PPP, right? Yes, particular yes. players people may care about. Um, I have three today. Brandon seems to have one. I'm going to go ahead and do two quick because one of them is really just me blowing off the fact that I forgot to mention something from the last game. Is Manny Margot like the clutchest player in the league right now? I mean, I think it's the RBI man B in LA in Manny Margot. I mean, it just seems like through this run they've had where they're now 12 and one in their last 13 games, Tampa is he has had at least, like, four of the game winners, hasn't he?
2: He's had quite a few for them, and he's like, always comes through with a big hit or, like, a really nice play in the outfield, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just – that that takes, like – it's one thing to just get lucky every now and then, but that takes something, like, legit inside you to can continuously do that for your team – the way that he has brent Phillips has also come up big a lot for this team but manny margot in particular he doesn't have the best numbers but he's coming up and playing very well when the team needs it my second one here will be rafael devers brandon this guy's awesome at baseball like yeah i don't mean to go all fanboy here you don't seem too thrilled
2: oh However, no he's on my fantasy team so you're yeah, very you go well, however,
0: um, 152 OPS plus this year, but he is on an absolute tear right now. His last six hits here, double home run, double home run, home run, double. He is tearing the cover off the ball this week. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know why when we were talking with Flip, I didn't bring his name up for our player of the week because he probably is my player of the week right now just a fantastic stretch at the plate and believe me when I say this this is something you can't tell from anything other than the eye test he hasn't had a very good player approach he never has but like if he gets smarter at the plate this this guy is going to be an absolute monster And also, yeah, he's also currently leading the majors in RBIs and is tied for the lead in extra base hits.
2: All right. Uh, My one is the San Diego Padres uh, through 50 games. They sit at 32 and 18. Uh, They have been around since uh, I just looked it up. I want to say 1969. Hold on. Now I need to look this up. It's not letting me look it up. All right. Um, anyways, the Padres are 32 and and I can't type anything now. Great. Um, the Padres are 32 and 18 and they have the best record in the league for the first time in their franchise's history through, through 50 games uh, of a season. So... Uh, that is certainly very cool for them, especially because it's just yeah. such a young team and this is, you know, kind of what they built it for. And hopefully uh, by the end of the year, they could have the, the best record in the league. That would certainly be something if they could pull that uh, over the Dodgers.
0: There is one team that is pretty much uh, synonymous with high expectations over the past couple of years, that is the New York Mets and they have managed to disappoint every single time. So that, I feel like, for me at least, makes it feel so special when a team with high expectations actually comes through on those expectations. This is two years now where we've been like excited to see Fernando Tatis, had Manny Machado out there, in San Diego, you got Eric Hosmer. You had an already solid pitching staff before you went and just built it up more and more this year. The past two years, they've had legitimate expectations for this team, and they have achieved them or surpassed them every single time. That's, that's a credit to the front office. That's a credit to the team. That's a credit to the coaching staff, because it's very easy to put yourself in a position to win and then not actually seize that opportunity
2: yeah absolutely uh and we've seen that happen with with so many teams where they get put in a great spot and they just are unable to do anything and it must be so frustrating as a fan base especially i know as a yankees fan it just seems like that over the last few years it's been like you know you know i can't even get mad at like making the playoffs though i can't imagine like another team where they aren't even making the playoffs you know that's just
0: yeah that would be awful I mean San Diego fans just enjoy it because I don't think this team's gonna legitimately let you down in a long time without like good reason without like a ton of injuries this team won't like completely underperform this will be at minimum a playoff contender for a very long time this isn't gonna this isn't gonna be like one of those years where like next year or the year after you just kind of fall off the map and the team ends up finishing like second to last in the division. I don't see them being like that. I think they're going to be a division contender for at least the next five years. Every single time out, they're going to find a way to execute. My next member of the PPP is our quick moment outside of the MLB going over to the college baseball world series in an absolutely clutch game for this man tim elko i'm not sure if you've seen this story brandon but tim elko had two home runs tonight including a three-run and the go-ahead game winner for ole miss but the catch is he played the entire game on a torn acl this man This man hit two home runs against the top competition in college baseball on a torn ACL. Like, I don't think I can properly understand how challenging that is, but incredible, incredible heart to go out there and even just stand out there and take swings takes a lot of heart. So right on, Tim Elko. Thank you for your service to making baseball a great game.
2: Yeah, I just looked up this guy's stats real quick. He is raked for them this year in 37 games. He's hitting 328 with a 434 on base, a 656 slugging percentage. So that's a 1.090 OPS.
0: Wow. And remind me, Brandon, what year is he in?
2: He is a, looks like this is his senior year.
0: Okay, so we could see him floating around again. I haven't really looked much deeper than than the top five players in this draft class yet, but I'm planning on diving a little more. We have a lot of time. However, perhaps this is a guy that we're going to see floating around in the rounds that matter.
2: All right. um, Let's get on to the leaderboards. Then we just want to talk. We have this one last segment regarding the USA baseball roster. Uh, War for hitters, Vladdy Jr. at 3.2, and then a tie between Nick Castellanos and Xander Bogarts at 2.7 per second. War for pitchers, it's Garrett Cole at 2.8, Jacob deGrom at 2.4, and Corbin Burns at 2.3. Home runs, it's Vladdy at 16, and he's tied with uh, Dallas Garcia. RBI's Raphael Devers leads with 43 and Max Muncy leads with a 455 on base percentage. All right. Well, now we're going to um, look at the USA baseball training camp roster. Uh, we've talked about it for the last couple of days uh, and we're going to try to construct a lineup here. Um, and LJ, this is certainly a team that has a lot of ex-MLB players, a lot of guys who are considered top prospects. It's a great mix of both young and old. Uh, I think that we could construct a pretty good lineup uh, out of this team.
0: Oh, I agree. I mean, I think that's going to be very exciting. Um, And I think I know a decent way to do this. Okay. Um, Well, first off, we should probably start with who we're putting in as the ace here. I mean, without seeing any of these guys play, like, legit, legitimately together, do we have to just kind of assume that Homer Bailey is going to be the first one out?
2: Uh, I think he's really the most
0: proven here.
2: How about Edwin J- – I mean, Edwin Jackson was a guy who made a career. He pitched for 16 years in the league. Uh, he's certainly on the older side. Homer Bailey also is a great option as well. I would say Homer Bailey, Yeah. Either him or Edwin Jackson. Let's let's put Homer Bailey in here. Both have thrown no hitters, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, also, the only honestly, my, the biggest knock on Homer Bailey is it's probably not like the best um, confidence booster for a pitcher to be named Homer, but <laughs> you can't cope with that. As far as I mean, Brandon, do you want to just go by position and then kind of pick where we would put them in the lineup? yes
2: sure so i think the easiest to start with is honestly the Outfield. outfielders because there's only four of them
0: and so. you're putting and you're putting the two uh major league experience guys in of course
2: so those two being john jay and matt kemp who did john jay ever make an all-star game
0: no he couldn't have I will be legitimately surprised when I Uh, pull a baseball reference up and no.
2: He didn't, but he was a very good hitter for the first five years of his career. Um, He is there along with Matt Kemp. So those two are starting. And then the the other guy, Jaron Duran, who is uh, a Red Sox prospect and LJ was very high on. Uh, I think we have to slot slot him in for the that third outfield spot. I'm sorry, Eric, Philia. Uh, looks like you're going to be the bench outfielder.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it, it's the it's the right way to go. I mean, this guy has been absolutely mashing the ball this year. There was a it was a kind of a question whether he would even like, like if he had he had balled out, he certainly wasn't making it onto the opening day roster just because they've got such a log jam right now, but he was like in the works before, probably before this opportunity came up to be a June, July call up for this team. I think this is probably the better choice for them right now because you take that pressure off of him. You let him go and have some really good competition here with the national team for a little while and then figure out what you want to do with him from there, but he's certainly going to get work in here. He is the clear choice to be the center fielder for this team. The issue I'm seeing here is I'm trying to figure out who we're putting lead off because I have yet to see a pure uh, on-base guy here. Uh, Jaron Duran goes for a lot of power, Um, great – great outfielder great range he certainly will be starting in center field I think I put um put Matt Kemp in left John Jay and right
2: yeah uh that would work because John Jay is a lefty thrower so he could certainly handle right field uh
0: also I feel there. like Matt Kemp batting third makes the most sense
2: also um we kind of skipped over Matthew Librator as a possible starter. He's considering he's going to be like pitching, and he's actually going to be pitching in the major leagues potentially this year, uh, next year.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's always the big question is like, will they go with, will they trust the proven quantity in Homer Bailey? over the guy who may be one of the like he has all-star potential but has not gotten there yet he doesn't have that experience yet that's something that you have more options of the experience in the u.s than you have in a lot of other places so yeah i'm not sure where i would go there
2: um in terms of an a a leadoff hitter uh jaron duran He's always had an on-base percentage close to 400 at pretty much every single level he's played at. Um, I would say, you know, yeah, he's here in the 370s range. Uh, I think that that that's good enough. I mean, I don't know. Brandon,
0: my my only issue is the fact that he has been tearing the cover off the ball of late – I believe it was Saturday he went – five for five with two home runs one that left polar and uh a double like he is absolutely dominating the ball power wise would you want that lead off or would you rather have that too
2: well i think we have enough guys who i trust in the middle of the lineup is the thing when we haven't talked about a couple of these guys yet who i think i would rather have Sort of in the middle because there isn't really another leadoff hitter in here.
0: Also, I'm not familiar enough with uh, John Jay. John Jay's career works to.
2: I, a- I want to say he he was a leadoff hitter, maybe.
0: 348 career on base, but got up as far as 374 in I'm Chicago see. in
2: 2017. Where, where the Cardinals had him. Let's see, he like. Also- in-
0: he also did not hit for power
2: no uh let's see like just a random 2012 game john jay was hitting leadoff okay
0: so he's an cool. option there too
2: so like if john Jay's an actual leadoff hitter yeah let's do that let's put john jay leadoff and we'll put duran two for now in Kemp three all right. Um,
0: um. I have an idea for four here. I mean, I just think he's the best spot for it. Are we putting the Todd father in at third or at, at first and batting fourth?
2: Oh, you know, I, I honestly am stuck here because Logan Forsythe can kind of play like anywhere in the infield. And he needs to be – he needs to have a spot somewhere. So maybe we go Frazier at one of the corner positions, Forsyth at, sec- at second, and then we can throw a guy like Tristan C- uh, Tristan Casas at the other corner spot.
0: Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, wherever you think we're going with this, I mean, even I just haven't – I'm not entirely familiar with – um. Eddie Alvarez, I feel like I should know that name.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, played,
0: second, third, played second, third, and short. Hit 189 with a 268 on base and 216 slugging with Miami last year.
2: Hmm. Yeah, no, I think we go with either – him at shortstop or Nick Allen at shortstop who is Um, a minor league player I think I I don't think we have um really
0: given Nick Allen enough credit he certainly is the most veteran presence on this team Brandon he started his MLB career back in 1914 (laughs) played six seasons in the league until 1920 um decided the Roaring Twenties were too much fun and decided to go with him there
2: well, the actual Nick Allen that we're talking about here, so far in, in a double A this year, he is a 735 OPS, which isn't terrible. It's not great, but I don't know. It's whether we want to pick him or Eddie Alvarez. Let's see what Eddie is hitting so far this year in the minors. He's hitting 705 OPS. All right, so we'll take Nick Allen. Uh, what about so- Luke Williams? Oh yeah, let's take a look at Luke.
0: Um, right now I would have to say he plays second.
2: Luke Williams. Oh yeah, he has a nine oh four. Nine oh four in AAA. All right, yeah, we'll take him. I want to get Forsythe in here though. I feel like he's too good of a player to well, leave. Well, we
0: don't have anyone at short, do we?
2: Could could Forsythe play short?
0: I mean, he kind of yeah. has to. All
2: right, yeah, he, he plays-, plays country. All right, yeah. I don't know
0: how many men have died for this country just for him to be able to learn to play shortstop? 36
2: career games field. in shortstop. We could stick him in there.
0: He is learning to play shortstop right now.
2: All right. So we'll do. So what's our lineup here? So what's what are we thinking for infield?
0: Um infield, I'm thinking just thinking Todd Frazier 4 at first base. Okay. Then we go to Nick Williams.
2: Luke Williams.
0: Luke Williams. Nick Allen. That's not what I was thinking of.
2: Luke, Williams. and he's going to be playing. What we? will be playing, playing
0: second base. Then what's Forsyth been doing? As the other thing, I don't genuinely do not know.
2: I think he's like retired. Like I don't know. Is, is he in the minors?
0: He's 33. Oh, he so... is in the
2: minors. He has a one dot OPS and a 526 on base percentage.
0: How many games? 10. Okay, so that five. I can't justify putting him in the leadoff on that, can you? No,
2: but he certainly should be in the starting lineup somewhere. Yeah,
0: but what if we... Uh...
2: He can DH because we have a DH spot. Oh, I forgot about the DH. So we'll throw him in there so that we can play Casius.
0: But what if we, well, then don't we have not have a shortstop?
2: No, we have Luke, or no, we have um, Nick Allen can play short, or you can put, actually, yeah, so we'll put Forsyth at short.
0: Or do you want to put? Do you want to put Forsyth 6? I don't know. Maybe that's just my own personal style. But I like to have the reverse leadoff guy.
2: All right, so we can hit like, him there.
0: Like I, I'm reverse, like I'm willing to sacrifice that extra bat to get like momentum going towards the top. So right,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, I like that.
0: Logan Forsyth, batting ninth, playing shortstop.
2: All right, so we have the catcher. Third base DH.
0: I mean Matt Wheaters sure is, current, is yeah, was, Matt was on yeah, he was on an MVP pace last year.
2: <laughs> Matt Matt Wieters. But where? I mean, this is a through four-time all, all-star. I think we need to put him fourth and Frazier fifth.
0: Wait, I thought we discussed that he wasn't an all-star.
2: No, Matt Weeder's made four all-star games.
0: Who am I thinking of then?
2: I don't know, but Matt Wieters- That's The
0: Yankee that we were talking about the other day.
2: Um, I slipped my mind. But yeah, let's put I, sw-
0: I swear we were talking about a Yankee on this team that caught for the Yankees last year.
2: Oh, Eric Kratz. Eric Kratz. Where is Eric Kratz on this list? He's not on this list.
0: He's not on this list. He's been kicked off the team. What a blown... mistake! What a mistake by this team.
2: Alright, so what do you think? We put Weeders fourth, Frazier fifth. Just move everyone down one. Yeah. Okay. And then... Third base, we can throw in Tristan Casas, and that will wrap up our lineup.
0: Does it? I thought we had an extra
2: spot. Oh, and then we have the DH, which will probably go Eddie Alvarez because he played in the MLB last year.
0: All uh, well, right. Let's check on Eric Philly at first because um, we might be losing out on something that's halfway decent. Oh, yeah. Um, Triple – a 646 OPS in triple A right now.
2: All right. Um, what's our other option?
0: Our other option right. is um the guy you just mentioned who bat who was batting like 128 in the majors last year. Um
2: Eddie Alvarez. Well Eddie he was Alvarez. in the majors. Being in the majors is is like that should all that that should put you in there.
0: Yeah, but if you suck in the majors, it's as good as being mediocre in AAA. What's he doing in AAA right now? Seven oh five OPS in AAA right now. All right, that, that, that's enough for me to put him in the DH role. All right. So right now we have as our starting lineup. For the United States of America baseball team, a team we will be following very closely throughout the rest of the year.
2: This is the qualifiers roster. This is
0: just the qualifiers roster, but I mean, reasonably, it's not, I don't think it'll change drastically around. I mean, maybe Matt Kemp will leave for a real team. Um, We've got batting leadoff. We have John Jay playing right field. Then second, we have Jaron Duran playing center and Matt Kemp in left. Matt Wieters will be batting fourth and catching for this team. Todd Frazier will play first base. Luke Williams will play second, batting sixth, batting seventh. The third baseman, Tristan Cassius. Batting eighth, the DH, Eddie Alvarez. And ninth, the shortstop, Logan Forsyth, with the top guy in your rotation being Homer Bailey. Now I have one more hypothetical. You know, I keep bringing hypotheticals up with this team. However, this is one that should happen. Where in the world is Joe Adele on this list, on this roster?
2: Uh, Why
0: isn't he on this roster?
2: Because he's actively trying to get into the major leagues.
0: Well, then put him in the major leagues this is a dude who's got a thousand ops right now in triple a i know he didn't have a good first a good rookie campaign last season with the angels however that's no reason to keep him down when you are devoid of your top outfielder right now in mike trout if you're not going to put him up then let him play on this team let him play with them at least through june through the qualifiers that will be quality stuff. Give us a show. Give yourself some more marketability. Brandon, this guy's I got a thousand OPS in triple A right now. Why why wouldn't you A bring him up? Or B let the world see this guy. If he went and put on a show at the qualifiers for the uh America's qualifiers, that would give him so much hype as he comes back into eventually being in the majors later this year or next year. People will actually care to see him. They will want to see this guy if he goes and he balls out for this team. I mean, it was that playing for the Olympics significantly helped Steven Strasburg's um, draft stock because everyone wanted to see him his next year in college. Everyone wanted to see him when he came to the majors. Everyone cared about where he got drafted because he was so good for that Olympic team. And I think this can do the same thing for Joe Adele.
2: Yeah. uh, A guy who already has a lot of hype too.
0: I mean, yeah, I, I just feel like these national competitions carry a lot of weight with a lot of people who wouldn't normally get to see this guy. so it makes more sense if you're going to screw around with him right now to at least let him screw around with the national team. Yeah. If if that makes any sense. But the real, the real question is why isn't he up there? Why isn't he doing something right now? I mean, this is in my opinion, the future center fielder of the angels and you don't have your current center fielder. So why not give him this playing time?
2: No. Bring
0: me Joe Adele, Brandon. Bring him to me now. I don't care if it's majors. I don't care if it's the Olympics. Just give me some Joe Adele.
2: Well, I think that this is a good place to wrap up this episode. Uh, Thank you for listening to the MLB Daily Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at MLB Daily Pod. Uh, Yeah, check me out on Twitter at at Brandon underscore caram and LJs at LJ underscore VP underscore La Fiora. Uh, Thank you for listening to this episode of the MLB Daily Podcast and we'll see you tomorrow.
0: See you manana.